Hi there, and welcome back. This is uh, part two of the forgiveness and the heart of God. So, in the uh, previous video, we just we we just looked at the for forgiveness that the that was paid for by Jesus Christ on the cross was for the whole world, for all men. That brought peace from God to men. So, in in this video, I want to. Uh, focus on the heart of God. In 1 Peter 3 verse, verse 18 we read, For Christ the Messiah himself died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, the just for the unjust, the innocent for the guilty, that he might bring us to God. In his human body he was put to death, but, in his, but he was made alive in the Spirit. So Christ died once for all. He might bring us to God. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he was made sin. We might become righteous. So what is, what is given, what is true from these two, two verses? Firstly, Jesus Christ was made sin. And he died for sins once for all. That one is given. But what is the might part? That we might become righteous and that we might be brought to God. That he uh, might bring us to God. So the one is a given. The other one is a, a sort of variable. So what is this, this uh, variable based on? It is all, all based on whether we believe the one that was already given. What was given? He was made sin and he died for sins once for all. If we can believe this for ourselves, that is how we might receive the righteousness and the fellowship with God to bring us to God. So... If we acknowledge the peace that was given through the cross from God towards us, we can receive the gift that was paid for, the gift of forgiveness. And by receiving that gift, we acknowledge God ascending His Son and dying for us on a cross. And we receive that payment as the payment for our sins. And we receive the peace that was sent from God towards us. So... If I say the gift was paid for, it means it's not by works. It's by belief that we receive it. The thing is, we don't receive it. It was already paid for, but we don't receive it. Um, I'm now thinking of that thief on, on the cross, the one that uh, said to, to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, and he was in paradise. He was on a cross. He was definitely not a good guy. He didn't do all the good ticks and help the old lady over the street and preach the gospel, and he did nothing good. In fact, he was so bad, it was acceptable for him to receive the, the punishment of death, and not just a normal death, by crucifixion. This was the worst of the worst of punishment they could do to a person. And they crucified him, so bad was this thief. But what did Jesus do? The moment he turned to, to Jesus and received him as knowing that this man 
Jesus Christ hanging on a cross next to me is the Son of God, whom God has sent to pay for the forgiveness of the world, including me, who was an unbeliever, an ungodly, unrighteous, bad person. But by receiving this gift, this free gift of forgiveness that Christ paid on the cross, by receiving that and acknowledging that this was for me, simply on that basis, he said, you will be with me in paradise. Isn't that just absolutely wonderful? That the paid for means not by works, but by believing that Jesus did the work, that he paid the price, not by you having to pay a price. So now I have one simple question. Does a gift have to be received in order for it to be paid for? Let me uh, tell you like this. If I buy earrings for my wife, does she need to receive the earrings in order for the payment which I made to be successful? Or did I buy the earrings and now have the earrings before she even receives them? So the receiving part has nothing to do with the paying part, although it has to be paid for before it can be received. But the receiving part does not disqualify the already paid for part. And here's what it, what it um, sounds like. John 3.16, you should probably know off by heart by now. But let me tell you Jock 3.16, my version. For I loved my, my wife so much that I bought earrings for her so that she might have these earrings in her hand and receive this gift of earrings in her life. I already paid for them. I have them. I give them to you. And if we receive, we have. Now that's Jock 3.16. So God's heart toward us, we see so clearly in Romans 5 verse 8. But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, died for us. So God sent his Son to die for sinners, to die for the ungodly, for the unrighteous. He did not die for good people, he died for bad people, which includes us, me as well. Exactly what John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It starts off with God loves the world. He loved the world so much that he went out and bought earrings. He loved the world so much that he sent his Son to buy, to pay for the sins of the world and to bring forgiveness and peace towards man. The thing is, only believers receive the justification and the righteousness and the everlasting eternal life that was the purpose of buying the thing in the first place. Only those who believe that I bought the earrings when my wife believes that I bought the earrings and give it to her and she can believe that it truly is for her and take them and receive them, she can experience the earrings. Before that, it's just paid for but it's still in my hand. And she doesn't want to receive it. The same thing with God. Forgiveness paid for through the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to receive it. So when we get to uh, Romans 2 verse 4. 
Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Goodness. What goodness? The goodness of forgiveness. The goodness of peace from his side that leads us to come to him. Because now there is no fear of judgment or uh, condemnation or punishment from him. We can come to him freely as we are sinners, unrighteous, unholy, unbelievers, and just believe that the price was paid and peace from his side is established. And therefore that goodness of God, the fact that the forgiveness was paid for in his heart is so clearly shown because he already bought the forgiveness. We can come to him and receive that goodness, that forgiveness from him. So when we um, come to him, we first believe that forgiveness was truly given through the cross. And as we come to him, uh, justification and righteousness is bestowed upon us through belief. What belief? Believing that the price was already paid for and we simply receive it by faith that the price was paid for by Jesus on the cross. So before we get to justification, I just want to stop and look at why would we receive forgiveness and this fellowship with God. Because we now have the choice to come to him and experience the forgiveness that was already paid for. I have the earrings already bought, already paid for in my hand. My wife has the choice to receive them or not, but they are already paid for. Why would she choose to take them? Why would we choose to receive this forgiveness that was so dearly paid for? And one simple story comes to mind when I just think of the power of forgiveness. That is the story of the lame man in Matthew 9 verse 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. This man simply heard, Your sins are forgiven, rise up and walk. And what happened? He rose up and walked, and he went to his home. So God is good, and he is truly only good. And this is exactly why we can pray for unbelievers and see them healed because of the goodness of God that was already paid for. Look at this. Mark 16 verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So the whole thing starts off with these signs will follow them who believe, who believe what, who believe the price, who now receive this forgiveness from God and enter into this relationship as we are brought to God that might part. We who believe now do what? Lay our hands on the sick and see them recover. So can unbelievers be sick and believers be sick? 
The criteria has never been what you believe, but whether you are sick or not. And if you are sick, believers lay their hands on you and you, you will be recovered. You will receive your healing, whether you believe or not. And that's the crucial part of this. Because the goodness of God that was bestowed on believers to, to actually represent Him in the world, this goodness, to proclaim this goodness of God, the good news, the gospel of God, includes healing unbelievers as well. As well as believers, absolutely. But I'm talking about the goodness of God that came to unbelieving, unrighteous, unholy people. So we demonstrate this goodness of God, the peace of from God that was paid for by Jesus Christ to the whole world. In, in this case, by laying our hands on sick people, not on believers. Not you shall lay your hands on believers, but you will lay your hands on the sick. Meaning the whole world, if they qualify, meaning they are sick, there is lack in their life to receive healing. And as a believer, we lay our hands and share this peace, this goodness from God to the whole world. Isn't that just absolutely wonderful? And this clearly shows the heart of God towards the world, not just believers. So, because of this, we can truly, unconditionally love all people, whether believers or not. And uh, Jesus said, he said it like this, I, I only do what I see my Father do. And now we as believers do the exactly same thing. I can only do what I see my Father do. And Him, having paid the price for forgiveness and brought peace from God towards all men on the cross, I can now go to all men, whether believers or unbelievers, and show them the goodness of God by laying my hands on sick and seeing them recovered and sharing this good news, this gospel with the world. And um, many, many times we have seen this, that, that by showing this goodness, this verse truly comes to fulfillment, that that goodness leads men's hearts to repentance. That when unbelievers realize that God loves them so much that the price was paid for, that we lay our hands on unbelieving sick people and they are healed and they come to know the goodness, they come to God and receive the gift that was already paid for, forgiveness. Amen. Man, God is good and He is truly only good. So just one thing to, to mention it is absolutely possible, and it happens many, many times, that people can experience the goodness of God without being born again, without being believers. You can experience this goodness, which is the power of God, without accepting the justification and the righteousness which comes through believing in Jesus Christ. And um, what I mean by that is we pray for, we or actually have prayed for many, many unbelievers, people who do not believe in Jesus Christ, and that they have been healed, but then they do not believe in Jesus Christ, and they do not receive this, for, this free gift of forgiveness and righteousness. But that does not change the fact that, about how God feels about them. He truly loves them. So many, many times what also has happened is, in that instance, people want what we have and we share the good news of the gospel and people are born again on the spot right there. And sometimes they do not. 
but we don't look at the people who uh, who do not receive this word but just receive the goodness because that goodness once shown twice shown by the third or the fourth time that they see this goodness their hearts are so engulfed with the love of God that they truly come to repentance which means turn to God and receive this gift so whether they receive the justification or the belief in Jesus Christ or not does not change the fact that we share the goodness of God towards the world and um, on on that I just want to want to get to uh, Matthew 7 as people who can experience the goodness without receiving the justification. Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So this is a very interesting verse. It says, not everyone who uses the name of Jesus and believes in the power of Jesus and uses that power of Jesus to do absolutely wonderful things will be born again or enter into the kingdom of God. That's very, very interesting. He says, First of all, he says, you have to do the will of my Father, which we will we'll get to now. And then um, secondly, uh, and then I will de declare to them, I never knew you, which means knowing, which comes to relationship. There was never a relationship between the person and Jesus Christ. I don't know you because we don't have a, a relationship. So without relationship, there's still power in the name of Jesus. But the true repentance, true salvation comes in believing in Jesus Christ as my Savior, not in the power. Although there is absolutely power for all in the name of Jesus Christ. And so much more for those who receive him as Lord and become born again believing Christians and power. Amen. So I said, first of all, to, to know is the re relationship part. And the other part is the will of the Father. So let's, let's look at what is the will of the Father. John 6 verse 28. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? All these absolutely wonderful, powerful things. Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Amen. The work that God requires that is needed for, this, for all of this to be received and to be um, accepted is by believing in him who he has sent. By believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who paid for the sins of the world on the cross. And here's the part which includes me. And I receive that forgiveness that was so dearly paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. So 1 John 3.23 states it like this. And he says, 
And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment to do. So loving one another is actually so easy once we come to know the love, this goodness, the love that God has for us. That love changes us so much that it, it becomes second nature. It's truly who we become is loving one another. Love is who I am because that's all I receive from the Father. It becomes so easy. But now, getting back to uh, Matthew 7, these guys used the name of Jesus Christ and the, the power associated with this name of Jesus. Um, in one specific instance in the book of Acts, it, it actually mentions that the, uh, the people went out and did miracles based on the Jesus that Paul preached. So it's not their Jesus, it's Paul's Jesus. So they, they never received, just as, as these guys, they, they never received the forgiveness and the justification that comes with it for themselves. They only used the name of Jesus, which has power and did many, many uh, miracles, but there was no relationship. They never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in their own lives by seeing the sin and the bad in, their, in themselves and coming to, to realize that we need a Savior, Jesus, in our lives. And by accepting Him and entering into this relationship, this fellowship with God. So, to put it like this, they did not come to know him, and therefore he did not know them. The relationship was not established. So, to just sum up the heart of God, he already forgave sins through Jesus Christ on the cross, and he made peace from his side towards all men. Now, he longs to have re um, relationship and fellowship with man, which includes you and me. And to receive him, to receive the gift, to know him, that is where we get to the justification. Justification and righteousness that is received through faith.